Catch Up with Cat. Hello and welcome to Catch Up with Cat with me, Cat Harvey, the little show hoping to make a big difference with some fun chat and helpful advice. I'm joined this morning for some motivation by Sue Guyford from Jog Scotland. You're head of motivation this morning, no pressure at all. How are you feeling about that? <laughs> Absolutely grand, yes. No, no, we've um, got lots of interesting stuff to talk about that will hopefully get people up and moving a little bit today. Now, you've got a couple of new programmes running at the moment. Sorry about the pun there, because it's not all running, it's running and walking. So so what are you up to then? What are your main things? Yeah, so I work for Jog Scotland. So as the name suggests, our, our big mission is helping people who want to, to get up and running, usually for the first time, or get back into it with some beginner jogging programmes. But we realised a little while ago that actually even starting a beginner jogging programme is a big ask for some people. So you've, you've really never realised quite how long 30 seconds is until you've tried to run for 30 seconds for the first time. So we also added to uh, the programmes that we have a walking for fitness programme. And we've put, uh, while everyone's in lockdown, we've put both our uh, Learn to Run programme and our Walk for Fitness programmes on our website to make them available for everyone. Um, and we're putting them out on social media and, and hopefully giving people something to, uh, to work towards while they're doing their daily exercise session. So who are these really designed and aimed for then? Who are your kind of target audience for these programmes? Well, primarily probably people who either haven't been very active before or haven't been active for a long time. So people who are returning to exercise and want something gentle. So often people will think, oh, I'll just go out and I'll just run for 10 minutes and see how I feel. And, and actually 10 minutes is quite a long time. <laughs> you quickly it's just... a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we do hear people doing that and they instantly decide, well, that's it. I'm not a runner or exercise isn't for me and they give up. So what we want to do is to take people who have maybe been a bit inactive and say, you don't, you don't have to start at that level. You can just step out and do something relatively gentle and, and build up in a structured way over several weeks. And you'll be amazed how quickly you see your fitness start to progress and how you just feel better through the day. If you're carrying the shopping home or running after the kids or going upstairs, little simple things like that, you can actually make a lot of progress quite quickly. And getting started can be half the battle, can't it? Just like getting your head in the mindset, right, I'm going to do this. Absolutely. And even for people, I mean, I've been running for years and I still always think that the the greatest distance is the distance between the sofa and the front door. Because once you're out... Yeah, it, it, you know, you wonder what you put it off for. But um, so again, by by making those first steps really easy, and by giving people some kind of structure, it's easy to think. Well, I don't have to think. Am I going to do it? Am I not? It's Monday. It's lunchtime, or I've just finished work. This is what I do at this time, and I'm going to go out and just tick that off. And you've got the satisfaction of knowing you've done your your day's session. We're actually covering the NHS Couch to 5K every single Tuesday. We've got a great volunteer. His name is Craig, and he has been trying his best to do the NHS Couch to 5K. The first week was a disaster. He, he didn't read the app correctly, and he did the whole 5K in his first ever run. Oh, you, wow. Yeah. Oh, he must have been exhausted. <laughs> he was very sore the next day. So, so how does your programme differ for that? Is it a more gentle approach in? Yeah, so, I mean, our, our jogging programme is more gentle. We start with uh, 30 seconds of jogging and 30 seconds of walking for 10 minutes and we go about half the pace of a lot of other jogging programs but the the walking session is absolutely designed to be achievable for people who have been really inactive so we take the same principles of a couch to 5k where you alternate jogging and walking 
and we talk about walking briskly and then walking gently. So in the first week, you go out and you do a six minute brisk walk and then three minutes of gentle walking and then another six minute brisk walk and another three minutes gentle walk. And we gradually build up over 10 weeks. So by the end of 10 weeks, you're doing 30 minutes of brisk walking. And that can make the world of difference to somebody's physical health, can't it? it? Really and their mental can. health. Yeah, absolutely. And we all kind of know it instinctively, don't we? That if you're, you're shut at home, and especially at the moment, you're feeling stressed, the kids have been nipping at you, and you're just, it's all a bit much. You just know instinctively that if you can get out and go for a walk, it will clear your head. And if you do it regularly, all those benefits, the mental health benefits and the physical benefits, just increase week on week. So, so tell me, you've got a partnership going with Sammy H as well. We What's do. that all about? So I think it's more and more recognised now that the benefits of being physically active are not only physical, but there's huge mental health benefits. Partly in the moment, as we've just said, if you get out and do a bit of exercise, your body gets lots of endorphins, you get away from the situation you've just been in, you feel great straight afterwards. But also in the long term, you can um, find yourself working towards goals. We, when we're able, we encourage people to join sociable groups to, uh, to exercise. Obviously, that's not so much of an option at the moment, but can help people build kind of social connections. So we recognize that this is just as much about mental health as it is about physical health. And we've partnered with Sam H and been able to do lots of brilliant things like having our jog leaders do courses in uh, mental health awareness so they can support people who want to come and, and exercise who perhaps had mental health problems or just to say that they're happy to chat if, um, if you've had a bad day to try and help people feel that that's not something they have to come and um, keep quiet and brush under the carpet. And your website, remind us again, is it Jog Scotland? Yes, we are jogscotland.org.uk. If you're looking for our walk programme, just Google Jog Scotland Walk for Fitness and it will pop up, or likewise Jog Scotland Learn to Run, and you'll find all of the programmes there. I have to ask, Sue, are, I'm, I'm guessing you're a runner. Are you a runner, not a walker? I am, uh -huh. yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> variably, I am. Um, as is often the case, I had a few uh, injuries and illness and I've gone back to the couch to 5k. It's always there for you, um, I think, <laughs> no matter how long you've been running. We always sometimes have to go back to basics. So, um, yeah, I'm using our programs, absolutely. It sounds like there's so much to gain from just having a go and giving it a bash. Finally, Sue, what would you say then to anyone listening now that's maybe a bit overwhelmed with the prospect of starting a fitness campaign? Well, I think the great thing about walking is that it's something that we do every day. You don't need any particular skills for it. And while obviously we acknowledge there are people for whom that's not possible, for a lot of people, just putting on a comfy pair of shoes and getting out on the front door is all you need to do. Um, if you can do it at a pace that increases your heart rate a wee bit, you start to warm up a little bit, then that will uh, help you in terms of doing some physical activity. It's very simple and just give it a try and see how you feel afterwards and that should be enough to persuade you to, to keep going. Absolutely. Get some of that good Scottish air in your lungs and the glorious Absolutely. sunshine that we're going to have for the next few months. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Sue, thank you so much for joining me from Jog Scotland for a wee catch-up today. No problem at all. Thank you for that. Catch-up with Cat. We're in this together. Don't forget, if you need any help with fitness, stress management, family worries or sleep advice, Check out the website clearyourhead.scot. Catch up with Cat.
I'm joined for a catch-up this afternoon by Julie Cameron, who is Associate Director of the Mental Health Foundation. Good afternoon, Julie. How are you today? I'm well, thank you, Kat. Nice to speak with you. Excellent. Lovely to have you on. Now, first of all, let's get to the main point. What is the Mental Health Foundation? So, the Mental Health Foundation is a charity. We're a UK-wide charity, and our aim is about preventing mental health problems in society. So we do lots of different things to try and do that. We try and do some research in order to better understand how um, how we live and where we live influences our mental health and what we can do to improve it. And then we do things like policy, campaigning and kind of programmes within communities, ultimately with the aim of enabling people and communities to thrive. So a wee bit of everything then, that's quite a remit. You must be a busy lady. <laughs> yes, it's quite a bit. Yes, no, it's great. It's, it's a great organisation and the work that we do is really, really uh, positive. Now, this is Mental Health Awareness Week. So what does that actually mean and what will you be doing for that? OK, so Mental Health Awareness Week is something that we run every year. And every year we have a different theme. And this year... Um, Initially, we were going to have our theme actually on sleep and the importance of sleep to our mental health. But with the coronavirus and the pandemic, we we decided to change that to something that we thought would kind of resonate. So our theme this year is kindness. Such a good theme to choose, actually, particularly at this time. So many good examples of it in the community. I've been loving some of the stories that are coming into me in this week's show. Is this something that you're encouraging people to think about? Just, you know, being more kind to people? Exactly that. Exactly that. So it's about encouraging people to really think through how kindness is actually so central to our mental health, how we treat others, how we're treated. And that's both at an individual level, but also within communities, within organisations and within policy. So exactly that, thinking that through. And do you have any advice on how we can show kindness to others at the moment, short of dropping them off a bag of uh, sweeties at their door, which I've been doing and it's gone down a storm, I have to say. Do you know what? You're absolutely right. That, that <laughs> is the type of thing that matters. And I think it's, it's all the small acts, but it's also just a way of being with other people, isn't it? So at the minute, it's, it can be as simple as phoning a friend, thanking a colleague, sending a mem that you think you'll know someone will laugh at and it might cheer their day. So it can be really, really simple things like that, but actually just kind of thinking through how you're kind towards others and how you, I guess now what we have to do is we have to do that um, a wee bit more purposefully because we are separated from people. Julie, are we in danger of forgetting ourselves when we're kind to people? You know, I know a lot of my pals are beating themselves up. You know, their house isn't as tidy as it used to be because the kids are running riot, all of that. Do we need to show ourselves a bit more kindness? Hugely, yes, exactly that. And actually, one of the nice things this week is that every day we've got a kind of different group to consider. And and at the end of this week on Friday, it's really putting a focus on how to show kindness to yourself and what that means. And all those things that you spoke about, I think at the minute, we're all being particularly hard on ourselves, whether that's because we're working but we're not being as productive or that actually we're perhaps not working and what that might mean. Um, all of these kind of things so we're just saying to people give yourself some slack and actually be kind to yourself now maybe just don't berate yourself quite as much because of whatever reason just kind of recognise that these are really really tricky times so let's not be too hard on ourselves and can there be a danger of self-criticism becoming habitual you know you actually wear yourself down by thinking you're not good enough I, I think it absolutely can and I think you can get caught in a bit of a cycle about that because um, now you're a bit stressed, you're feeling a lot's going on, so then you lash out and you give yourself a really hard time because you've just 
narc to your kid or your partner or whatever it may be and then that goes on to an ongoing cycle but actually it's about saying do you know what I've had a bad day I've maybe been a bit grumpy today and that's okay but I'm, I'm not going to give myself a hard time for it I'll say sorry I'll give them a cuddle if I can for those that I'm living with for those that I can I'll pick up the phone and apologise and that's okay everyone understands let's just move on from it and so so just trying to be a bit thoughtful and reflective of that I can't imagine you've been grumpy ever <laughs> no I think I think my husband would perhaps say different okay but there we are <laughs> So the Mental Health Foundation is not only encouraging kindness between individuals, but you did mention there you're encouraging the policymakers to be a bit kinder in public policy as well. What do you mean by that? So what we are thinking about, and actually this is really interesting, so as part of this week we had done a poll, um, we've got a poll that's running on going just to, to kind of get a, a measure of the state of the nation, if you like, during this pandemic. And it was really interesting that three quarters of the adults that were surveyed said, actually, it's really important that we learn from this pandemic and we come out as a society more kind. And that can't just be individual acts. It can't just be how you and I treat one another. It has to be actually within policy. So by that, what we mean is things like really thinking through what does it mean when we have kindness in our economy? So actually, what does that do? Obviously, the government brought in furloughing, which meant that that eased people's concerns about finance. Um, if they weren't be able to go to work at the minute. That to us is an act of kindness within policy or perhaps thinking through things like um, kindness within our community. So actually, can we ensure the Scottish Government and others moving forward that we start to really invest in services that enable people to move beyond this pandemic and connect with one another? So we really are encouraging policymakers to think that through and for it not to feel like something that somehow doesn't have a place within policymaking. It sounds like perfect sense, doesn't it? Just add a little bit of kindness to everything that we're doing and uh, policies going forward as well. So how can we get involved with Mental Health Awareness Week then? Uh, do you have like social media platforms or, or hashtags that you want us to use? We do, we do. So we've got a few hashtags. So I guess one of the things that we're asking people to do is to actually just kind of... Um, take a photo or take a video obviously with permissions from everyone and then use the hashtags um, kindness matters or the hashtag mental health awareness week um, and just kind of share a bit of happiness in our society at the minute um, and to give people a laugh if that's what you want to do but just to share what you're doing and to upload pictures or videos and, and put them onto various different um, platforms. Well that sounds like a lot of fun and it'll do a lot of people a lot of good as well so Julie Cameron Associate Director of the Mental Health Foundation thank you so much for joining me for a catch up today and keep up the good work it sounds like you've got your hands full but um, it sounds like a brilliant project Julie well done thanks Kat all the very best take care catch up with Kat we're in this together don't forget if you're struggling in any way please check out the website clearyourhead.scot which is packed full of great advice catch up with Kat Joining me for a catch-up today is Glasgow-based GP, that's Dr Poonam Krishan, who is also, amongst many things, a mother, a clinical lecturer, a life coach and an expert in lifestyle medicine. Not only that, she's just had a baby. Thank you so much for joining me, Poonam. How have you got the time to fit it all Hello. in? <laughs> don't know I feel shattered just listening to that <laughs> it's some lineup honestly this oh. woman's invincible <laughs> not at all it's it's not easy <laughs> so how old is the baby now then my baby's just turned six weeks old so yeah oh, so wow. I've got she's 
and she's just she's lovely. <laughs> I'm basically my wee boy <laughs> six years old, so I've, I've, I've kind of really forgotten what this phase of life uh, is about. So on saying that, though we are very sleep deprived, it is a complete uh, pandemonium in my house all the time. But um, she's lovely. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. And how was it like actually going through? The whole process of being pregnant and giving birth in these sort of crazy, unusual times. Oh, I'm not going to lie. It's probably the most anxiety-provoking, stressful time of my entire life. And I've been through some stressful periods um, previously. But um, yeah, absolutely. Um, the anxiety levels were were really high just because, well, obviously, the, the kind of word of the moment is unprecedented. But absolutely every day there was just new guidelines and um, changes happening. There was a lot of uncertainties, which of course is, is the source of anxiety anyway. Um, and coupled with that is that my husband's also a frontline doctor. Um, so we had the whole social distancing going on in the house as well. So oh. I didn't have that kind of physical element that I would have with my husband. And right until the very end, we didn't even know if he was allowed to be at the birth. Um, so, yeah, I think just this is definitely something to write a story about in the future. And I'm like, little missus, you've got a, a good chunk of history that um, will live with you forever. Um, but yeah, we've got through it. And actually, the, the birth itself, um, considering all the unusual circumstances around it, was a very, very beautiful um, experience, which I just had never anticipated it to be. Um, and it, it was just really all the maternity services, the NHS, like I think being a patient is always a very difficult experience for anyone, but especially when you're a medic. Um, so for me being that vulnerable, but then seeing everyone come together and really lift me as if it was a second family, um, I couldn't have done it without them. Oh, I know, doing such an amazing job, the NHS. We are so grateful. We'll always be grateful. Um, how are you coping with the homeschooling thrown into that mix as well then? So you've got a new baby. Um, <laughs> this is crazy. My head is blown by what you're having to cope with right now. Oh, do you know, when I left school, I genuinely was like, thank God I never need to do that again. And now every single day I wake up to that. Here we go, horrible gut feeling because it is so hard. I, I, I've got the, the most sort of profound respect, not that I didn't before, but now a newfound love and respect for teachers and I just can't wait until this is all over and he can go to school. And Because it's like you hit that 3pm where it's home time and you're like, oh, and you're still at home. <laughs> you're still here. There's no escape. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so um, it's been a real challenge. There is so much I want to talk to you about. Now, let's start with lifestyle medicine because I know you're very, very passionate about that. What does that actually mean? Yeah, so basically at the moment, um, so coronavirus aside, what we've been seeing increasingly over the years is just how many chronic lifestyle-related diseases um, there are and just how that trend has been increasing. So as a GP, up to 70% of things that walk through my door um, are things that could have been prevented. So things like um, heart disease, strokes, even certain cancers, mental health, obesity, all these things have been massively on the rise, but there's just the source of it is it often boils down to whether you're eating well, whether you're exercising enough, whether you're sleeping, whether you've got that good sense of support and community around you. Um, these kind of pillars of health are often neglected and instead people have often found you know, go to the GP, you'll get a pill for your problem and that's the end of it. But actually, whilst pills are important, there's a lot of things that we can do that can actually start to reverse that process. So instead of just focusing very much on cure, why not focus on, on strategies to prevent the thing happening in the first place? 
Now you co-founded Glasgow Wellbeing, which is a community service. So tell me a little bit about that then. So yeah, so myself and um, my friend, who's also a GP in Glasgow, Dr. Jude Marshall, um, both very passionate about prevention is better than cure, and both working in uh, practices in very deprived areas of Glasgow. And we just thought, you know, there's only so much time that we've got with our patients. You get 10 minutes per patient in a consultation, and it's never enough time to really... to to really educate and empower them to to make some changes. So we thought, why not create a sort of space that's free, available to the community, where we can just have a very free-flowing conversation, but pick a different pillar of um, health and well-being every time and just use it as an education as a point of connection for each other um, and just to learn from one another so we do these kind of monthly meetups that we call them and whether it's an issue of sleep whether it's how to eat better sometimes we'll invite an expert in that field and just really speak to the general public um, about about these and help them through their journeys really sounds like such a great project now your enthusiasm for this subject is very apparent I have to say it really is do your friends and family ever get fed up with you trying to make them fitter and sleep better and healthier and happier all the time oh absolutely yeah well to be honest I'm not perfect either and I think that's just it it's recognizing within your own space of of being mindful that's all it is I'm definitely not perfect I make so many decisions and sometimes it's just about being kind to yourself and saying you know it's okay if I didn't get out to exercise today it's just been a bit more mindful of the choices that you make on a day-to-day basis and if generally you're 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 making more healthier choices than not then you know you're you're doing something better for yourself and the thing that we don't do enough is is take care of ourselves in a loving way um so even if it's just taking two minutes out of the day just to go and get a vitamin you know what you've done something for yourself um instead of just kind of going down a pathway that will will make you sicker and I think it's just about raising awareness and that's the same with my family none of us are perfect please don't think that you know I'm not bouncing off walls and doing squats every five minutes I'm not at all <laughs> I would have believed you if you were you sound very trustworthy I'd have totally believed you you'd have got away with that one <laughs> Um, So so what should we be doing for ourselves and our families at the moment then when everything is so topsy-turvy, it can feel a little bit overwhelming? What are the things we should definitely be making an effort to get right at the moment? Absolutely. I think the first thing is just making sure that there is no right and wrong and and reminding yourself of that. I think right now where things are so difficult, we tend to, we're relying everything on sort of digital um, sort of content. So whether that's kind of through the news or social media, and there is this kind of tendency to fall into the trap of comparing yourself to other people. And I think that certainly something that I found helped me with my mental health was limiting my exposure to news um, and also limiting your exposure to, to sort of certain groups and social media accounts that may be bringing the worst out for you. And so I guess other things is just looking at what your day looks like. I mean, for us, I've got a six-year-old at home and a baby and there are days where it just gets really overwhelming and it's about really allowing those emotions to flow. And if things are feeling too much, it's just stop what you're doing and just take 10 minutes out. Absolutely brilliant advice. And there's loads of great advice and tips on the website, clearyourhead.scot as well. 
Uh, Poonam, are you going to get your chance to put your feet up or have a wee nap at any point today in this crazy life you've got going on at the moment? <laughs> well, I have. I always used to kind of limit screen time with my son. I was like, you're not allowed TV. Nowadays, I'm just like, do you want to watch something just so I can put my Straight feet on, on with the Paw Patrol. Get on. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you know what? You've got to do what you have to do. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining me for a wee catch-up today. You've been absolutely brilliant. Dr Poonam Krishan, a GP from Glasgow, who just knows loads of things and she has a baby to look after and I'm, I'm in awe. I'm actually in awe. <laughs> <laughs> I went and get a cup of tea. Thank you. Catch up with Kat. We're in this together. Remember, if you are looking for any advice on fitness, creating a better routine, stress management, looking after the kids or even just getting a better night's sleep, check out clearyourhead.scot. I am back tomorrow morning at 9.40 when we'll be catching up with our willing volunteer, Craig, to find out how he's getting on in the NHS Couch to 5K Challenge. Catch up with Cat in association with the Scottish Government.